Welcome to another edition for a Monday on Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown, aka Sid the Kid. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, at SidK80, that's S I D K I D 80. S I D K I D 80. Follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you buy your apps. Make sure the Sports Zone, this app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch any of our uh, other five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you miss any, first, shame on you. But number two, that's okay. You can go back and listen to our, any of our previous archive shows. You can listen to them and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that's Sports on Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms at W-A-R-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> if you want to comment on uh, today's show uh, during our two-hour extravaganza, you can do so by going to uh, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do something stupid or outrageous, not, not in our approval zone, Lakina will give you the hopefully soon to be Nat, Matt Nagy boot. Bye bye. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> and speaking of football, Lakina, of course, this is the first Monday show in the month of December. As we do every football season, the first hour is our football power hour. Lakina, let's get this out the, out the way. Please. Let. <laughs> We we must because this is our job. We must do this. This is Sports Zone Chicago. We do have to talk about the Bears. The Bears, uh, after picking up a win on Thanksgiving Day last week at Detroit, we will talk about the Bears as they're back to their losing ways, losing to the Arizona Cardinals yesterday at, at, at Soldier Field on the lakefront, 33-22. Uh, let's take a look at these office statistics. Lakina, Andy Dalton, Matt Nagy, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we this is what he wanted. If he's going to go out, he's going to go out in a blaze of glory, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton uh, started in the place of rookie injured quarterback Justin Fields. Andy Dalton was 26 of 41 for 229 yards, two touchdown passes, but four interceptions. Three of those interceptions led to 21 points for the Arizona Cardinals. Andy Dalton's quarterback rating, you want to guess, Lakina, without looking at your cheat sheet? Our, well, I already looked at, I already know what it is, so I'm not, <laughs> I can't, you know, I get, to be fair, I have to recuse myself from this, but just tell the people. 54.9, a glorious 54.9. <laughs> Continuing. In the running department, David Montgomery had 21 carries for 90 yards in a touchdown. Khalil Harbour, four carries for 16 yards. In the receiving department, Jakeem Grant, a.k.a. Devin Hester Jr., had five catches for 62 yards in a touchdown. David Montgomery, eight catches, 51 yards. And Cole Komet, we do have a tight end, folks. Three catches, 41 yards. The longest reception for him was 24 yards. And Darnell Mooney, five catches. And 27 yards. 
Lakina, as the old saying goes, you, uh, if you, uh, how, how do I put this? I just had it in my head, but if you wish for something good, you can help me out here. You just might get it. Be careful what you wish for. You just you might get for. it. Thank yeah. you. Be careful what you wish for. You just may get it. And my uh, addition to that quarter is you may get it and then some. And, and that's what we talked about last Friday, Lakina. Matt Nagy, of course, Nick Foles was the backup yesterday. Then goes we didn't see him. But after I saw uh, what Andy Dalton's uh, performance had yesterday, Nick Foles, you could have put him out there. I know our buddy Christine Manica um, uh, joked about it for the last couple of weeks. Maybe if you put Nick Foles out there, maybe you would have saw something similar or just slightly better than that. Just yeah, looking at the overall game yesterday, let's be honest here. Arizona, they didn't play their best. They didn't play terribly, but they didn't need to because the Bears shot themselves to the foot. <laughs> well, you can tell there was there was no respect for the for uh, the Bears, right? I mean, they went mm-hmm. the, the Cardinals went for it on fourth down a couple of times. You know, they actually, you know, one of those drives they actually ended up scoring. You know, you know, Murray uh you know fumbled a couple of times, but you know, it was a little bit rainy, it was a little bit slippery, and plus, you know, he hadn't played since I think like week mm-hmm. nine, so. So that that you know, he was kind of getting the rust off there, but yeah, and look, I think the Cardinals—they're now seven and zero on the road, you know, which I think that's like you know the first, only like the third time that's mm-hmm. happened in the modern era. So you know, it, it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Cardinals—it wasn't you know if if the weather had been a little bit better, if it had been a little bit warmer, a little bit sunnier, I mean, it probably would have been a blowout. So let's be honest. But mm-hmm. you know, Dalton, you know, have four interceptions, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch a lot of this game. I kind of just kept it in the background. I just watched some of the other games because I, you know, it was just annoying as, as as hell after a while. And you know, four interceptions. You 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 wonder after the second one that maybe you know Nagy could have brought Foles in just to see what he can do. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it would have mattered. I mean, like David Montgomery did did his best. I mean, if it had not been for Montgomery. You know, maybe it probably would have been one-sided, you know, completely one-sided. You know, maybe yeah. Arizona could have scored maybe like 40 points or something. The Bears could have scored like 10. But, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, let, let, let's, 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 let's keep it moving here because I, I don't want I don't want to, you know, spend a lot of time on this because there were actually better games on the slate yesterday. We'll get to them in just a second, Lakina. But uh, here's the thing. The Bears, we talked about it on Friday. The Bears will have to uh, run the football a little bit better than they did last week at Detroit. They did that in the first half, but Andy Dahl just kept turning the ball over. And the way he threw those passes, especially those interceptions, it was just terrible. That's why I say you could have thrown Nick Foles in there. Maybe he would have done slightly better. I don't know. But it, it was it was uh, just a, a disaster. You listen to Second City Sports Live in Living Color on the Monday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we will wrap up our discussion on the Bears. A 33-22 loss to the Arizona Cardinals yesterday on the lakefront. Take a look at some of the numbers for the Arizona Cardinals. As you mentioned, Kyle Murray Lakina. He was responsible for four touchdowns in total. Two of them passed two of them rushing. He had a glorious quarterback rating of 136.9. We haven't seen that around here in years. <laughs> In the rushing department for the Cardinals, James Conner had 20 carries, 75 yards. Kyler Murray, 10 carries for 59 yards. In the receiving department, these numbers were, weren't um, weren't glowing out the stat sheet, but James Conner had two catches for 36 yards, including a touchdown. Great one had a catch down the sideline. DeAndre Hopkins, two catches, 32 yards in the touchdown. Adrian Green had a catch for 14 yards. Lakina, as we mentioned before, Arizona. Uh, will they be a scary team come playoff time? I'm sure they will be. They're playing good right now. They're not. They're not scaring me personally. I give them their respect. But 
I do. I'm not fearing them, but yesterday they did what they had to do. They didn't do anything stupid. They didn't play their best, but they didn't play their worst either. So they did what they had to do to get the job done on the road. As we told you guys, weather wouldn't be that much of a factor. And, and Arizona traveling to the East Coast, technically the Midwest, for an early game, that was not going to be a factor. It showed that it was not a factor. The Bears shot themselves to the foot. Well, and here's the thing for me, and I think I, I, I feel this way too, and – you know, look, they didn't have to play. Carlos didn't have to play their best. They didn't need to. It's the Bears. Mm-hmm. I think if you're, you know, if you're the Cardinals, he'll take it. And, and look, let's remember, I mean, Murray hadn't played for like for almost a month. So that's probably why maybe he was a little bit rusty. You know, only, you know, threw for 123 yards. You know, really didn't have to do too much. I mean, it was really their running game. You know, he ran the he ran for about 59 yards. James Conner ran mm-hmm. for 75. So they really didn't need to depend on it too much because, you know, the weather was a little bit of an issue, too. There were a few bright spots from the Bears. I mean, you look, you know, Jakeem Grant, you know, had, you know, you know, kept drives moving for the Bears. You know, it was just the turnovers in the mm-hmm. end. Also, to David Montgomery, like we mentioned earlier. And, and, and okay, you know, Roquan Smith, you know, led the team in tackles. So, it, it, you know, it, it's it's okay. I, I mean, look, this is this game kind of, you know, kind of went how we expected. You know, they didn't get their butts kicked. Bears didn't get their butts kicked too much. But at the same time, though, I think the Cardinals are showing you why they're – currently the number one seed in the NFC. I mean, we're going to – I'm going to give them their respect. I mean, look, you know, they're getting guys back. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, he's also playing for the first mm-hmm. time in over a month. So, you know, it's going to give them take, you know, give them a while. You know, three of their last four are at home. So that should help them out a little bit. And, you know, they'll, they'll get back into a rhythm. I'm not too worried about them. If you have a comment about the Bears or any other, other games from Week 13's action yesterday in the NFL, you could do so by going to face, uh, Facebook, Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page, or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your uh, comments or questions in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, without further ado, let's review the rest of the uh, action from yesterday in the National Football League. Let's go down to the dirty South, as the kids would say, in Atlanta, Georgia. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, they downed the Falcons by the score of 30 to 17. The Falcons are five and seven on the season. The Buccaneers are nine and three. Tom Brady, he was time terrific once again. 38 of 51 for 368 yards and four touchdown passes. Cordell Patterson, sounds familiar, Bears fans. He ran the ball 13 times for the Falcons for 78 yards. Chris Godwin had 15 catches for 143 yards. Lakina, I thought this was going to be a shootout at the OK Corral. I did watch some of this game live yesterday via my computer. <laughs> but the Falcons couldn't muster up any offense in the second half. Tampa Bay did what they had to do at the end to win. Basically, yeah. a dominating fashion in the second half. Yeah, but yeah, that was when they kind of like, okay, then the year in the second half. And, you know, of course, the Brady and Gronk combo for the 90th time. They'll connect for a touchdown pass. Only Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have connected for more than 112. So we'll see if they could, you know, reach, you know, reach that number. But, yeah, they didn't really have to do too much. I mean, they, you know, they, they dominated it. Yet Atlanta kept it close. But, you know, in the end, they couldn't get in the, their offense going and, you know, Matt uh, Ryan, Ryan was sacked five times, so that didn't help call, mm-hmm. help their cause either. So, you know, they did. You know, the Bucks did just enough to win that game. In Cincinnati, it was the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles, as we as we call them on this show. And I did pick this game correctly on Friday, by the way. Yeah, the Los yeah, Angeles yeah. Chargers. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Cincinnati Bengals forty-one twenty-two. The Chargers are now seven and five on the season, four two away from SoFi Stadium. While Cincinnati drops their record to 7-5, they are 3-3 three and three at home. Justin Herbert lit up the sky for 317 yards and three touchdown passes. 
Austin Eckler ran the ball for the Chargers 14 times for 59 yards in the score. T. Higgins had nine catches and 138 yards in the score for Cincinnati. But it was Tavon Campbell's re, uh, um, interception return. Uh, mm. Sorry, it was a fumble it's return a for a touchdown for 61. Scored, yeah. yeah, for 51 yards. The Chargers defense yesterday brought it and they brought it early. Yes, Cincinnati got back in the game by scoring 22 unanswered. But it was the Chargers, as I said before, that, that that set the tone for this game. As I said on Friday, Lakina, if the Chargers are a playoff team, as they say, people think it, Julio Shoes think they are, they will win another tough game on the road that did that yesterday. You know, of course, of course, the one time I didn't pick the Chargers on the road, of course, you know, Justin Herbert has probably has his, one of his best games of the season. <laughs> Three touchdowns, you know, and, and, and look, I, I think – I think the Chargers, I think, caught a lot of folks off guard with their with this performance yesterday. You know, Mike Williams, you know, let the let you know, let the receivers for 110 yards. Uh, the defense, you know, I think they're starting to get healthy too. So I think that helps. You know, mm-hmm. they sacked Joe Burrow six times. So I think that also played a part. And I think look, I think they're showing people that, you know, when when healthy, I think everybody can everybody can kind of play, you know, the the team that, you know, the, the team that like a lot of people think they can be. And they still look, they still gotta they still got they gotta win against the Chiefs. They got to play them again mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. So I think they can still may have a say on who ends up winning the AFC West, but we'll see. To Motown, the Detroit Lions. Yes, the Detroit Lions. This is not a mistype. The Detroit Lions win their first game of the year, defeating their division rival, Minnesota Vikings, by the score of 29-27. Kurt Cousins for Minnesota was 30 of 40 for 340 yards and two touchdown passes. Alexander Mattison, who replaced Dalvin Cook in the starting lineup for running backs for Minnesota, he had 22 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. He helped me on my fantasy team yesterday. Woohoo! Justin Jefferson, the second-year wide receiver out of LSU, he had a monster game for Minnesota, especially after Adam Thielen went out early with an ankle injury. 11 catches, 182 yards, and a touchdown. He also helped me on my fantasy team. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. But it was Jared Goff's pass to to St. Brown uh, on the last play of the game, which helped the Lions win for the first time uh, in 2021. Lakina, I did watch the majority of this game via my computer. Mm-hmm. I know the folks here in Chicago didn't change. It was blacked out here in Chicago because the Bears were at home and they were on Fox. So CBS had the double header. So the first game was not televised here in Chicago. But I did sneak and turn to Channel 2 here in Chicago at 3 o'clock. And if you guys did the same thing, you guys caught uh, the ending of that game. Had the Minnesota scored the go-ahead touchdown at the time for uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, the Lions, uh, before uh, the Minnesota touchdown, the Lions on fourth down in their own territory. Jared Goff fumbled the ball. It was the second fumble for the Vikings defense. And I said to myself, oh, if the Lions lose this game, you can point back to that play. But... Jared Goff led the Lions down the field. No timeouts. Got the job done at the end. They walked it off for their first win of the year. Yeah, and I, you know, I was able to watch the tell end of that game. And shout out to our buddy uh, Spiro Diaz who had the call on yes. TV. Yes, thankfully we were able to. Folks here, you know, we here in Chicago were able to watch the the tail end of that game and <laughs> that call from the touchdown pass to Amon, you know, Amon Rossi Brown. But here are the streets that you know were broken by. Detroit winning that game. You ready? Thir- you know, it breaks a third a 15 game winless streak, nine game home losing streak. Jared Goff's 12 game winless streak and starts the longest by any QB drafted number one overall since the the common draft era began in 67. 
So there, so you know that, that broke a lot of streaks. And if you're Minnesota, you're kicking yourselves. You had plenty of chances to put this game away, yeah. and you didn't. And the look, good for the Lions. You know, good for Dan Campbell. He finally gets his first win. And he dedicated that game ball to the other tragedy that happened in Oxford uh, this, yeah. uh, about this time last week. So, you know, just, just a great great news all around for Detroit. You know, just a, a, a great news for, you know, folks in Michigan. We'll get to that in a second, you know, later on in the show. But just, you know, great news. You're, you're happy for golf. You're happy for the rest of the, the Lions organization. And if you're Minnesota, you're, 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 you're kicking yourselves. Yeah, as we talked about on Friday, I know our buddy Christine Manica brought this up, but we talked about it off and on all season long. Mike Zimmer, could his job be in trouble? They're 5-7 and seven now. They're still on the outside looking in as far as the playoffs are concerned. They have a big game coming up in a couple of days, even though it's at home against Pittsburgh. We'll get to them on the other side of this break. But you have a home game against Pittsburgh, and if you lose them or it drops you to 5-8, and eight, and I think you may be sinking happy trails to him too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you might, especially. Look, I, look, I understand that you know, Kendricks was out, also Dubar was mm-hmm. out as well. So, yeah, I think the defense, you know, might have you know, played a part in it. But still, I mean, it's Detroit. You didn't – look, you, you had your chances. Like I said, you, you had your chance to put the game away, and mm-hmm. you didn't. And, you know, I don't know who was supposed to have been, you know, guarding St. Brown, but, you know, how was he open like that? I I, I don't get it. Yeah, did you see did you see that final play? They uh, Jay Feely pointed it out perfectly on the broadcast. Yes. Uh, number 23 um, – number 27, I think it was Dancer that, that, that Dancer, was guarding that was him. yeah. And uh, they were supposed to be double coach. They gave him too much cushion. Did, and you know, on, on fourth down, the, the last play of the game, I'm sorry, I'm playing them tight. If they beat me, so be it. But you don't give a, a five, six-yard cushion, especially that deep in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know, just yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't know what was, what was the mindset there. I mean, and Dancer, Dancer had, you know, Dancer had a turnover just like 10 minutes prior. So I don't know what, you know, I don't know if that was a mix-up in the assignment, you know, who was supposed to be guarding the same round. I don't know. But it, it's just, you know, ugh, you're, you're – like I said, I know we are our buddy Don Mitchell who uh you know who works at Fox Nine in, in Minneapolis. I know she she kind of speaks for a lot of the folks in Minnesota because it was just hasn't been mm-hmm. a good season. So we'll we'll see. But you know, hopefully they can rebound on Thursday against Pittsburgh on Thursday night against Pittsburgh. Now moving on to uh the AFC South uh, shutout. We don't have to spend too much time on this. Uh the Colts shut out the Texans 31-nothing, you know. Um Carson was uh, through for only one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, another two touchdown passes for a uh, touchdown runs for him, I should say. He's rushed for a touchdown in 10 straight games. That's mm-hmm. longest streak by any player since LT Ladanian Thomason's 18 straight spanning from the 04 and 05 se- season. Sid, you know, we don't have to go, we don't have to go delve too much into this one, but what do you, what do you think your short synopsis in this game? Well, the Colts did what they had to do, unlike the Vikings, the, the team that we talked about just a moment ago. Uh, the Colts are still trying to uh, hang it in a wild card race uh, in the AFC for the for the wild card spot. Jonathan Taylor, like you say, he's been hot for the last couple of weeks at another monster game yesterday. Uh, we'll, we'll see what Indianapolis does. That schedule does get tougher in these next couple mm-hmm. weeks as we wind down the regular season. So uh, a big, important win. Uh, for the team in Indianapolis. Let's sneak in one more game before we uh, take our bottom of the hour break. It was the Miami Dolphins now 6-7 uh, on the on the season, 4-3 and three at home. They defeated the badass, I mean badass and terrible, New York football giants 20-9. Tua Tungvalova for the Dolphins had 30 of 41 um he was 30 of 41 for 244 yards and two touchdown passes. Saquon Barkley for the Giants, he was the only bright spot. 
11 carries, 55 yards. But it was Jalen Waddle, the second-year wide receiver out of Alabama. He had nine catches for 90 yards. Lakina, I'm not saying that head coach for the Dolphins, Brian Flores, will win coach of the year. He, it's not going to happen because that team got off to a terrible start. But it looks like they're starting to figure things out. Uh, Tua, will he still be the quarterback next year? Who knows? But he's playing well right now. He's been doing that for the last two to three weeks. But it's been that Dolphins defense that's been stepping up big time. Yeah, and I think that's sort of been the key. That's why they're still in it. They had three, you know, they had three sacks. They slacked. They sat uh, Mike Glennon three times. Um, they, you know, they kind of, you know, kind of, you know, when they when the Giants did have a little bit of momentum, they kind of, you know, slowed them down. They had to settle for field goals. The Giants did. And Tua, look to his credit. I mean, he's not letting the outside uh, noise distract him. Do it for another you know, a couple of touchdowns. They're still, you know, they're six and seven. They're still in the hunt. So I don't mm -hmm. know, you know. I mean, you know, will they make the playoffs? You know, is anybody's guess, but. They are starting to kind of you know get it together, and we'll we'll see. It gets a little, look. It gets tougher for them these next few weeks as well. You know, of course, remember we're into the, like the tail end of the season. You know, they play that they play the Jets, but they also they also play the Saints. You know, at the Saints, at the Titans, and mm -hmm. they host the uh, the Patriots to finish the season. So, can they muster up maybe two or three wins to kind of you know make a uh, make a play for that you know, playoff spot? One of those playoff spots in the AFC. We'll just have to wait and see. On the flip side, we'll get to review Eagles and Giants along with the rest of the slate from Week 13 in the National Football League, the late games in the Sunday Night Football Contest, and we'll give you our quick preview of tonight's uh, game between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sidney Brown. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not, um, you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12-6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1-16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6-11-2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.
Welcome back to Second City Sports on a Monday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in living color, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Let's start off uh, continuing rather with the, the last of the early games. It was the Philadelphia Eagles uh, outlasted the New York Jets 33 to 18. The Eagles are now six and seven on the season. The Jets dropped to three and nine. Gurdon Mishu, aka the porn stash, as I call him on this show, he started in the injured of the second year quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Michigan went 20 of 25, 242 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders ran the ball 24 times for 120 yards for the Eagles. And Dallas Goddard does now start tight end for the Eagles. Has six catches, 105, 105 yards and two scores. Lakina, I did peep some of this game via my computer early. The Jets uh, looked good early in the first couple of drives of the game. The Philadelphia's defense was caught off guard. I had them on my fantasy team yesterday. That's why I know this mm -hmm. stuff. But yes. <laughs> from the second quarter on, Philadelphia took control, and they uh, and they took took it home yesterday. Now they're back to a game under 500. They're still uh, in, much, in the thick of things in the NFC playoff picture. Yeah, they really, yeah, they really are. And, you know, Mitch, you know, you know, if you saw that great moment between, you know, Garner Mishu and his dad, that was a really sweet moment with, with them. And, and, and also too, I think, look, there have been a lot of Eagles fans that have been, you know, you know, chanting for uh, Minshew to start. And, you know, now he got, he got his chance, you know, 20 for 25 threw a couple of touchdowns, still, you know, keeping the Eagles in the thick of it in the NFC uh, playoff pitcher. You know, Miles Sanders also to, you know, 120 rushing yards. I think that helped him, of course. You know, Dad has got it, you know, who was kind of like, you know, if you had him on your fantasy team, you know, he got a, you know, a couple of touchdowns with a season high for him. So, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Eagles are going to, you know, you know, do some damage in the playoffs should they make it. But, you know, they're kind of right there in the, in the thick of it. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Eagles in the next couple of weeks. Now let's get to the late games. And speaking of the NFC East, the Washington football team there proved their record now to 6-6 six and six after a tough win on the road at Las Vegas against the Raiders, 17-15. to 15. Derek Carr for the Raiders was 28-38 for 249 yards. Antonio Gibson, who was on my fantasy team, had 23 carries for 88 yards and a receiving touchdown. Hunter Riffro was the man of the hour for the Vegas Raiders in the receiving department. Nine catches, 102 yards. Brian Johnson for the Washington football team nailed the uh, game-winning field goal as time expired for the for the Washington football team. Lakina, I did watch some of this game yesterday. It was a boring first half, but it was an exciting fourth quarter. Yeah, we give Ron Rivera credit, the head coach of the Washington football team. They won four in a row now, I believe, and they're now 6-6 six and six on the season. They're still very much alive in the NFC playoff hunt as well. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know it, it kind of got you know better. I kind of like I said, I kept this game in the background too. But you know, Heineke was able to set up that that game winning field goal. And it, look, if you're the Raiders again, you're you're, you're kicking yourself because you had <laughs> multiple opportunities to put that game away, you didn't. And look, now you're kind of like in the thick of it. Now it, it was a costly uh costly win for Washington because Logan Thomas, you know, tore his ACL, so. He's yeah. out for the year. And he caught a touchdown yesterday, yes, too. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he did. But, you know, that's a, a tough you know, tough break for them. And, you know, again, 6-6, six six, you, know, you know, Washington is. So we'll see if they can, you know, they're still right there in the hunt. This is sort of like one of those things where, you know, we're going to be saying that a lot. Um, in the hunt. And, you know, the Raiders, you had an ample opportunity to kind of try to keep yourself in the hunt. You know, you weren't able to do it. Yeah, I believe they play the Chiefs on the road next week. So mm -hmm. their season could be going down the wrong way. 
to Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Rams defeated the Jaguars by 30. 37 to 7. Matthew Stafford got by going track 26 to 38 for 295 yards and three touchdown passes. Sony Michelle with his best game of the season in the Rams uniform 24 carries, 121 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, eight catches, 129 yards, and they score. Lakina, as we said on Friday, if this team referring to the Rams did not get back on track, uh, it was going to be a problem. But yesterday they did what they had to do. Uh, the Jaguars. Uh, uh, offense continues to struggle. I know they had an early rushing touchdown, but Trevor Lawrence uh, struggled again. But it was all about the Rams yesterday in, the, in their quote-unquote get-right game. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those things where, look, you, you don't have to do too much. Just, you know, just don't mess mm -hmm. up. And that's what the Rams did. I mean, they, they jumped on them you know, on the Jags early. They were, you know, they, they scored each quarter. And, you know, Cooper Cup, if you have on your fantasy team, but, you know, He's just a flip, flip player in NFL history to reach 100 receptions in the first in the first 12 games of the season, joining the likes of Mike Thomas, Wes Welker, Marvin Harrison, and you know Julio Jones. Both Thomas and Harrison went on to set the NFL single season reception record in those years. So uh, we'll see if Cup can get to that point. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, you didn't have to do too, you'll do too much. Just don't don't mess up. They didn't. You know, they they had. You know they need they they had a bad November and they're, but their December is now off to a good start. They got a you know they they, get, they play a lot of division opponents the other last few games the Rams do so they can kind of sneak in there and perhaps maybe make a play for that you know not only for the division for that one seed we'll see they play the Cardinals uh, this Sunday so, uh, on Monday night next Monday night I should say so that should be a yeah. fun one. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago City. Lakina here with you as we recap yesterday's action in Week 13 from the National Football League. Let's get to the games of the day in Pittsburgh. It was the Steelers holding on to beat the Baltimore Ravens 20 to 19. Lamar Jackson he had a turnover, but he had a touchdown pass as well off of, off of 253 yards passing, 23 of 37. Nasha Harris ran the ball for Pittsburgh 21 times with 71 yards. Deontay Johnson, he had a drop touchdown catch early in the game, but rebounded with eight catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns, including the game winner. Lakina, I did watch some of this game live via my computer. <laughs> it was an ugly game through the first half, perhaps through the first three quarters, but the action picked up in the fourth quarter. And Deontay Johnson, as I mentioned, uh, had a heck of a bounce back uh, game. At the end there, Lakina, when Baltimore tied it, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens, decided to go for two. The play was in tight in Mark Andrews' hands. Lamar Jackson put it on the money, but uh, it was just, just a tad bit reach out of Mark Andrews' hands. Lakina, I'll ask you the question. And everybody, I'm sure, and their mama asked the question for the last 24 hours or so. Well, would you have gone for two or played to save it and go go for it in overtime? Here's the thing. You know, the Ravens are better than the Steelers. And, look, I, mm -hmm. I, I get it. You know, I think, it, you, know, you know, Coach Harbaugh said that Marlon Humphrey got hurt, you know, hurt his shoulder. Looks like he's done for the year. You know, they were out of tight. You know, they were out of uh, safeties and corners. I get it. It's, you know, but why? You know, who, who was supposed to be guarding De Deontay Johnson that second touchdown pass? I ended up winning the yeah. game for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who was supposed to have been guarding him? And, and also, too, I mean, look, I, look, Justin Tucker, you know, I think it was his habit. He wanted to go out there, you know, the kicker for the Ravens. He just wanted, he yeah. wanted to go out there. But, you know, I think, I, I guess, I don't know if it was uh, Lamar or, you know, Coach Harbaugh. I think they all, they both told him, you know, to, no, no, you see your butt right there. And, and look, I, I understand why they did it, but play the odds. You know, just mm -hmm. try to get a defensive stop in overtime, and then you can kind of, you know, make it there. 
you know, they struggled those last couple of quarters. They had their look, they had ample chances to put the Steelers away. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, it, it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. That's what people, some folks are missing. And so I, I'm, you know, we'll they look. They have a very tough schedule. I mean, they play the Browns on, you know, they play the Browns you know, on Sunday. Then they have the Packers, the Bengals, and the Rams to, and the Steelers to finish up this at home to finish up the season. <laughs> I know. Look, I know some people already said that they could miss the playoffs. They could probably still maybe win a couple of those games, and perhaps maybe you know get in there. Yeah. But you know. You can't have these kinds of losses. You have the game right there in your hands, and you weren't able to pull it away. So I would have done. I would have played the odds. You know, get to overtime, make a stop, and do your thing. And or if you get the ball first, try to score a touchdown. It won't even be a factor. That's just yep. my opinion. Yep. The Ravens are eight and four on the season, three and three away from Baltimore. The Pittsburgh Steelers improved their record to six five and one. They are four two and one at home. Of course, Pittsburgh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Pittsburgh will play. At Minnesota against the Vikings on Thursday. That's your Thursday night game of the week. If you have a comment or question about the Bears or any other action from the league yesterday, you can do so by going to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Now, this next game was the game of the day, in my opinion. I did watch uh, the entirety of this game via my computer screen <laughs> as the Seattle Seahawks. Up in at the San Francisco 49ers by the score of 30 to 23. Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 of 30, 299 yards, and two touchdown, two touchdown passes, but he had two interceptions as well. He killed me for the moment in my fantasy team, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> for the Seattle Seahawks, Travis Holman had three carries for 80 yards and a touchdown, and that was the uh, uh, fake punt. Uh, run for a touchdown early in the mm-hmm. game. Great call by the special teamers there for special teams coach and Pete Carroll there for the Seattle Seahawks. George Kittle was the man of the hour for the 49ers. Nine catches, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Lakina, we had an injury to start the game on the kickoff re- return. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers play, I forgot his name. Uh, he was injured, had to be carted off the field and uh, carried uh, and he was transported to a local hospital. Hopefully he's okay. As far as the action on the field, Elijah Mitchell, uh, he uh, he stacked up some yards, but it wasn't a, his greatest performance. We all know the San Francisco's game plan was to run the ball, but uh, the turnovers cost them. On the flip side for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson didn't have his greatest performance, but he did enough to win Seattle. Uh, they're not a playoff team. They're four and eight. Okay, they up into the 49ers, uh, stopping their three game winning streak. But it was all about the 49ers shooting themselves in the foot, especially late in the game. Two interceptions, though, by Jimmy Garoppolo. And there were already folks that were saying that maybe, you know, Trey Lance should have been out there. I don't know if he would have been able to make a difference. Um, you know, Kill to wasted a solid showing by George Kittle and, you know, had his, yeah. best, his best game of the season. So, but look, I think, look, I don't know. This might not, you know, get the Seahawks to get into the uh, get into the playoff chase, but if you're the 49ers, mm-hmm. you waste a really good opportunity to try to kind of get yourself in that playoff hunt. You're six and six, so you can still you still have you know five games left, you know, to make things right. But you know, this is sort of a wasted, you know, wasted thing. I mean, you know, like I said before, four sacks. You know, defense <laughs> had a had a great game. You know, they, they sacked Russell Wilson four times. You know, Kittle. You know, we, we told you his number was 181 yards and two touchdowns. You know, wasted. Mm-hmm. You know, wasted a really good start by him. So just a just a missed opportunity for the 49ers to kind of put you know this game away. 
The 49ers will travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals in, in a now late game next week. So let's see if the 49ers can get back on track. In Sunday night football action, it was the Kansas City Chiefs dominating the Denver Broncos 22-9. Teddy Bridgewater for Denver, 22-40, 257 yards and a touchdown. For Denver's running game, Javante Williams, 23 carries, 102 yards. And Jerry Judy for the Broncos had four catches at 70 seven yards. Lakina, I did not watch any of this game. I saw the highlights. The Chiefs, yes, they won five in a row after uh, they're eight and four after a, a three and four start. <sighs> they still not as impressive to me. I know the Denver Broncos defense has been playing well the last two or three weeks, but the Chiefs really didn't show me anything. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I'm missing something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean look I think the the defense you know were opportunistic. You know they they it really I, I look. I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a lot of this game either. I kind of again kept that game in the, this game in the background because you know I, I I didn't really see it. I know. Look, I have a lot of Chiefs fans and I follow a lot of Chiefs fans on Twitter. Like everyone will say, "Well, the Chiefs are back," and da 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 da. I I I don't I I don't see it. <laughs> I, I I I I don't see it. I know Mahomes has been struggling lately, and you know it's it's one of those things where you sort of say, "Oh, oh okay, you get one four in a row. You're eight and four. Okay, you're not." You haven't really done anything to impress anyone. So I, I, I honestly don't know what to say or what to think about this Chiefs team right now. All right. And the last game on the slate tonight uh, is the, the Monday Night Football contest between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Both teams um, are fighting for the AFC East crown. The Patriots are 8-4, and 5-0 oh, away from Foxborough. The Bills are 7-4, and 3-2 at home. That game can be seen at 7-15. PM Central Standard Time on ESPN and the Manning cast is back. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> on ESPN two at the same time. Lakina, what are you looking forward to in tonight's game? What are your keys for both teams? Well, I think, you know, for for the Patriots, I think you know, if, if Matt Jones cannot, you know, don't make any rookie mistakes. We'll see what, you know, if they can do that. And also do the same thing with the, the with the Bills. I mean, you know, Josh Allen, I know he kind of, you know, I think the Bills sort of feel like disrespected, you know. Now that the Patriots are back, you know, folks are already kind of like, you know, you know, casting the bills off to the side. So, you know, I, again, this should be a really good divisional game tonight. And, you know, I think Peyton and Eli will have a lot to say about that game. And, of course, mm -hmm. as Eli is, you know, saying that, well, you know, Patriots are going to show the country they're back into league status. Let's slow down on that, okay? I mean, look, I think <laughs> the, the, the Bills are, are no slouches either. I know Travion White's out for the year, but they still got a pretty good defense. You know, use your running game. I think if you're if you're the Bills, maybe try to use your running backs a little bit more. Just a thought. And you know, like I said before, it should be a very entertaining game. If you're ESPN, you're you know you're you're, you're geared up for this game. And plus, you got the Manning cast too, so I'm sure they'll they'll have their opinions as they usually do. But uh, they, look, it should be an entertaining game tonight. As it usually is between yeah, so, two teams. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I expect it to be a low-scoring game, perhaps 16-10, 17-13, maybe 20-13. I did pick Buffalo. I think we all picked Buffalo to win mm -hmm. on our show last Friday. But it's all going to be about running into the football field of Buffalo Bills. As I said before throughout the season, if Josh Allen, your quarterback, is your leading rusher, there's going to be a problem. So, uh, however, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, is going to get it done running the ball outside of your quarterback. That that's that's what your game play should be now. Buffalo Bills defense has to improve because uh, they haven't been that great lately. Now on the flip side for the Patriots, 
Uh, you can stop Josh Allen by pressuring him, let him stay, uh, you know, keep him in the pocket, create a couple of turnovers early, and they'll get that running game going for the Patriots, especially with uh, Stevenson and Damian Harris. Those are the two, in my opinion, most underrated uh tandem of, of running backs in the league of course you have mac jones the rookie quarterback this is going to be his big stage tonight i believe this will be his first monday night football game if it i'm is. not mistaken so i want to see how he responds to the pressure oh. big game on the road against your division opponent i know he's been uh, going through big moments uh, as a college player in alabama but this is the big time let's see how he responds tonight yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how he responds to the pressure. I mean, like, he played at Alabama for a couple of years, so I think he, mm-hmm. you know, he probably is used to that. But, but again, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I think like, the Patriots did very well on, Monday, on Sunday, I should say, uh, when the mm-hmm. Bucks, when they played the Bucks. So, you know, it's a, it's a, like I said, well, this should be a fun game between these, as usually is between these two AFC East rivals. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I mean, this should be a lot of fun. And I'm sure if you're ESPN, you're hoping it's a good game, too. Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see what happens tonight. That's once again at 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN. The Manning Cats will be on ESPN, too. That's the Patriots and the Bills tonight to wrap up Week 13 the National Football League. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday edition, live in the Olympic Color City. Lakina here with you right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, we have a few minutes left before we hit the bottom of the uh, – before we hit the top of the hour, rather, uh, before we break down the – the, the standings in both conferences. Let's get to our studs and duds from week 13. I'll start with you, Lakini, your three studs. Oh, my, my uh, three studs. Um, hmm. So, 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 many, so many really good performances. I'll, I'll, I'll say, hmm, let's see, uh, Jonathan Taylor, of course, you know, with two more touchdown pass, uh, two chunk uh, rushes, mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns, I should say, you know, three, one, uh, three, one, nothing blowout over the, you know, the Texans. Um, Gardner Minshew, I mean, you know, Minshew may, I think it's going to be alive and well in, in uh, Philly. I mean, you know, didn't make any big mistakes, you know, threw for two touchdowns at 242 yards, you know, and in his first start in a couple of years, you know, that that's you know, pretty good. Um, let's see one more stud. Ah, shoot. Uh, Detroit. I mean, Detroit finally gets their first wins mm-hmm. uh, in like over, like almost a year, a little over a year. And, you know, you're happy for the you know, Dan Campbell, Jared Golf, and the rest of that, mm-hmm. you know, that team. And uh, we'll, we'll see if they can finish strong, you know, maybe win a couple of games and, you know, just step up. My three studs are for the Seattle Seahawks. They're running back with a fake pump return um, for a touchdown yesterday, Travis Homer. The, that set the tone for the Seattle Seahawks. They set the tone for the game as they beat the 49ers by the score of 30 to 23. My second stud is Tom Brady. He does it again yesterday. It wasn't the world's greatest performance, but he had three touchdown pass, four touchdown passes, two of them to Rob Gronkowski. My, Gronkowski had my bonus stud. Tom Brady had 368 yards passing. And my third stud will pick my guy Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings. 11 catches, 182 yards in the score. He definitely helped me on my fantasy team yesterday. <laughs> no, of course. I got to have priorities now. I'll, I'll <laughs> stay. got to have priorities, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess I'll give our, our bonus to our buddy Spiro Diaz who did a great job on that call. Yes. Of yes. that, you know, dear golf to St. Brown uh, touchdown, uh, you know, golf, golf touchdown pass to him to seal – you know, uh, Lions' first win of the season. So that's my bonus stud. Yeah, I know. Most of the nation got a chance to see that before the second games aired on CBS yesterday. So 
two thumbs up to Spiro Didas. Uh, my three duds, I'm going with the New York football giants. Uh, <laughs> as we talked about on Friday, Lakina, I didn't think they were going to show up. They're a bad team, and they showed it yesterday. Mike Glenn, that quarterback, uh, uh, giants are four and eight, losing to the Dolphins 20 to nine. My second dud will be John Harbaugh's call to go for two. I understood why he did it, but he should have played the odds and and tied the game with an extra point to send it to overtime. So I'm going to give John Harbaugh my my dud. That, that game may turn out to be the game that will yep. make or break them uh, making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens down the line. And my third dud will be the Minnesota Vikings. My goodness. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> You took my yeah. You took one of my duds there because the Vikings were gonna be my dud. But I, I'll but uh, you know, I got a couple. Uh, Cincinnati, Re- really? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what what the heck happened? You know, Joe Burrow had you know two interceptions. He gave up six sacks. Basically, he's showing you know showing little uh you know visions of Joe Burrow's uh, mm-hmm. uh rookie year. You know, being sacked six times. And you know, thankfully, thank God he didn't get hurt. But you know, come on again. You know, you you want people to take you seriously, but you let the Chargers come in. You know, traveling cross country and beat your butts. I mean, yeah, you kept it close for a little bit in the second quarter, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you still struggled, and you know the Chargers were able to kind of put the game away in the fourth. So, you know, that the, the Cincinnati's my dud, and let's see the Bears. That 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 Bears just just for no that's reason. too easy. <laughs> yeah, it is too. Well, I guess what, uh, uh, America, you get to watch the Bears for two more weeks in prime time. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Yeah, you're getting punished along with the rest of us. So we'll <laughs> we'll do that alone. But uh, yeah, I mean, just a just a terrible uh, showing there. The four interceptions by Andy Dalton. The you know, the defense. You know, yes, there was some, you know, some bright spots, you know, with Roquan Smith, but you know, you know, you had a guy, you know, in Murray who hadn't played in over a month. You know, of course, he's gonna be a little bit rusty, but you know, mm-hmm. he he got better and you know, just just a, just an awful showing and I just can't wait for the freaking season to be over with. And my other dud, uh, let's see, I'll I'll just say it's a San Fran. I mean, you had you had look, you had multiple chances to kind of put the game away, you didn't. You know, Grapple, you know, two, you know, two interceptions. You know, one of them led to a touchdown by Seattle. Just a, you know, you had your chance to kind of like get back into it. You're still there right now, but you can't afford mm-hmm. any any losses. Yeah, you know, the games are kind of getting smaller and smaller. So you got five more games. It's you got a, a pretty tough schedule. So those are my duds. All right, you're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color on a Monday edition. Sid Lakina here with you live on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, we just have a few minutes left before we uh, retire the uh, opening hour of our program. Let's talk about the playoff races in both conferences. Let's start with the NFC first. Your top four teams are as follows Arizona 10 and 2, Green Bay 9 and 3, Tampa Bay 93, Dallas 8 and 4. And those are your division leaders for the moment. Your three wild card leaders are the Los Angeles Rams at eight and four, Washington six and six, San Francisco six and six. Uh, the teams on the outside looking in Philadelphia at six and seven, Minnesota and Carolina, and Atlanta, New Orleans at five and seven. No, the Bears are not in the hunt for those of you listening and watching us here in Chicago. So, no, we're not going to put the Bears in the hunt. Stop it. So, <laughs> like, you know, just uh, looking at those uh, standings for the wild card. Do you see a nine and eight or a couple of eight and nine teams sneaking in? 
it usually is the case there, right? And they they they, mm-hmm. they, they got they all got to play divisional opponents, and so you know we'll see. I mean, looking at the the, the NFC, I mean, you know, could the Cardinals have a pretty tough schedule? I mean, like I said, three of their last four are at, are at home, so we'll see if they can you know muster it up. They got the Rams, the Lions, the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks to finish the season. So that could be that could be for a one seed. So we'll see what, mm-hmm. you know, that they can hang on there and give them their respects, please. Uh, you know, <laughs> Green Bay, Green Bay. I mean, they've, they've got a pretty tough schedule to the finish of their season. Of course, you know, they, they of course they got the bears, you know, they'll, they'll, they won't have no problem. They got to go at the Ravens. <laughs> they got the Browns, the Vikings and the lions. So, you know, they, they know they have to win to kind of keep up with the Cardinals. So we'll see if they can kind of, you know, if they can, you know, Perhaps maybe must have four or five wins, you know, to kind of get that number one seed or take the number one seed away from the Cardinals. Tampa, you know, if you keep winning, maybe you can, you can sneak in there and get that one seed. Dallas had their struggles, so we'll see with them. Um, you know, for the you know the teams that are you know right there, kind of fighting for that spot. I mean, the Rams, you know, just don't screw up. Washington, same, you know, and the Forty Nine ers, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, you still have to play, you know, the you know the Cowboys again. So we'll in see, Washington like, too. Yeah, so they, we'll see. They all look. All the NFC East teams all have to play each other these next few weeks. So every it's gonna really gonna come down to you know Dallas is showing that they got a, they got a couple of little, a couple of you know kinks here. So we'll see if the you know, Washington or and or Philly can take advantage. Let's go to the AFC. Your division leaders are as follows. Uh, all of them with eight and four records: New England eight and four, the number one seed, number two seed Tennessee eight and four. Number three seed, Baltimore, and Kansas City lean the AFC West, the number four seed. All those teams are eight and four. Your wild card leads are as follows. Buffalo at seven and four. The Los Angeles Chargers, seven and five. And Cincinnati, seven and five. In the hunt, Pittsburgh, six, five and one. Indianapolis, seven and six. Las Vegas, six and six. Cleveland, Denver are at six and six. Miami's at six and seven. I think it's going to be more interesting in the AFC these next few weeks. I don't know if you're going to get an eight nine team in there. I doubt it, but it looks like it's more interesting uh, in the AFC than it is in the NFC. The NFC could be a, just a big old mess. It, you know, it could be a ten. Of, there could be a ten and seventeen that is a missing the playoffs in the AFC. That's just how I could definitely how, see that. Yes, that's just how how much of a log jam it is. Look, they all have to play each other again. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens tonight with that Patriots Bills game. You know, the Bills can you know sneak back in. To that number one seed, mm-hmm. um, you know Tennessee. Well, actually Tennessee does because they beat the Bills earlier this year, so that it would be Tennessee that actually mm-hmm. would have the number one seed right now. So yeah, I mean the Ravens. I know some people have already said that maybe the Ravens will probably end up, you know, sticking it up the, these next five games, last five games, and perhaps maybe miss the playoffs again. Let, mm-hmm. Let's let's you know, let's hold off on that right now. You know the, the Chiefs. I mean, I, I'm still not impressed by them. I'm not. I'm sorry. You know, they're, they're just, I, I, look, they just, I think they've kind of fallen to some luck. I hate to say that, but they still mm-hmm. got to face the Raiders and the Chargers and the Steelers and the Bengals and the Broncos. So they they could lose three of three or four of those games and miss the playoffs. So let, let's let's slow down on in that front. I mean, Cincy can't afford any bad losses. Uh, Steelers, same thing. I mean, Indy, you have to do a lot to kind of sneak in there. So it's good. Look, it's going to be a log jam in the AFC. And like I said before, it could be a, we could have a 10 and 17 not make the playoffs. So it's going to be a mess in the AFC in the playoff picture. All right. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues with the Bulls going 2 0 in the city of New York. We'll have your best and worst from the NBA over the weekend and give you some of the key games to watch for this upcoming week. The National 
uh, College Football National Championship field is now set, and we say congratulations to the Northern Illinois Huskies for being MAC Conference football champions, plus a whole lot more fun. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You're listening to Second City Sports Live in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome back to Second C Sports Hour Two on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. S I D K I D eight zero. And you can download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch any of our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you miss it, uh, you can go back to listen to any of our archive shows, listen to them, and watch them at your own leisure. Follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to have, make a comment on any of our topics today during our two hour extravaganza, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of the program by, by, by talking some buckets, in particular, these Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. Of course, they'll uh, host the different Nuggets tonight at the United Center at 7 p.m. Uh, you watch that game on NBC Sports Chicago or across the country on NBA League Pass. I'm sure you, those folks will uh, have the Nuggets um, mm -hmm. broadcasting uh, Altitude Sports. And, and you can watch our good friend, Miss Katie Wingy, um, <laughs> uh do mm -hmm. her thing on the broadcast. But before we preview tonight's game, Lakina, let's review uh, the Bulls' recent road trip through the Big Apple. Of course, on Thursday, they defeated the New York Knicks by four, uh, by by five, I should say, and they defeated the Brooklyn Nets on last Saturday, one eleven to one oh seven. Demar Derozan, he's the man again for Chicago. Twenty nine points, including eighteen um, eighteen points in the fourth quarter, uh, including thirteen points in the fourth quarter, I should say, including nine straight points um, uh, during the last stretches of, of that game. Of course, Zach Levine had 31, a team high, including two of nine for three-point range, nine of 20 overall. Uh, Nikolai Vucevic, he struggled with 11 points, but you can, as we told you guys, he's still getting his uh, conditioning back. He's getting his game back, mm -hmm. so I won't be worried too much about him. Lonzo Ball, he only had nine rebounds and eight points, but he had a couple of key stops in a couple of key plays down the stretch in that game against Brooklyn, and he continues to show his worth as far as 
as far as him being the starting point guard for this Bulls team is concerned. Alex Caruso only played eight minutes before he went out well, with an injury. He was two of four for six points, including two of four from three-point range. But Lakina, it was it was the bench that provided the spark for the Chicago Bulls, in particular uh, Derek Jones Jr. In 33 minutes of action, he had eight points and four rebounds. Lakina, watching uh, the majority of this game uh, last Saturday, I like the way this Bulls team is playing. And they kept Brooklyn in line, especially uh, in the latter stages of the game. Yes, Kevin Durant went off, but it was it was the other guys that didn't help him out. Yeah, it's one of those things where you you kind of like you're you're sort of shocked that this is one of those games where you feel like how the heck did they win this game? You know, being shorthanded, you had guys you got guys out do the COVID protocols. You know, Caruso tried to play for a few minutes, but then had to you know, pull back you know because of that mm -hmm. hamstring injury. But look, I mean, look, DeRozan you know had 29 like you said, Sid. You know, mm -hmm. Zach led the way with 31. You know, Lonzo only had eight, but he had a big three point to kind of put the game away mm -hmm. for for the Bulls. So. You know, just a great team win. And look, I mean, Durant did his thing, you know, but, you know, Harden only had 14 and, you know, Patty Mills yeah. only had 12. So, you know, Paul Mills had 13 off the bench, but you'll not get a lot of contributions outside of those guys. And that that's sort of been the key. That's why they, at least so far, they've been able to, you know, to win both meetings. I mean, I think the people are, I think people are showing that, you know, the Bulls are, it's actually a, a, a good team to be reckoned with. Now, look, I'm not going to say they're going to end up being the number one seed in the East. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but, you know, but I think they look, they looked really good. I, I mean, you know, there's just been, you know, just showing you that look, this team is not like those Bulls teams in the last few years. This team actually has, you know, quality veterans that can shoot. You've got guys that are very, you know, that are tenacious. You know, you got, you got a rookie at Io who had 11 points off the bench. You know, had yeah. some he had a big block too well. on Thomas. Big block. Yes, he did. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's a total team effort. And look, once you, once you get, uh, once, once you get Kobe White back, once you get Green back from the, uh, from the COVID protocols, mm -hmm. I mean, Billy Donovan will have a lot of pieces to work with. And if you're if you're Billy Donovan, you'll take that. And that's a good problem to have. Yes, uh, I had a chance to watch uh, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets post game um, following that Bulls win on Saturday. Frank Isola, who's the studio analyst uh, for, for that network. And I thought he brought up an interesting statistic. Of course, uh, the Bulls lead the season series over Brooklyn two games to none. Uh, in the last uh, in the previous meeting in Chicago last month, uh, the Bulls scored 32, sorry, 42 points in the fourth quarter to pull that game away. Last Saturday, the Bulls scored 32 points. And he talked about James Harden, too, not being aggressive enough on Saturday. As you mentioned, like, and he only had 14 points uh, uh, in the game. The Brooklyn Nets, as a team, didn't have that many free throw uh, attempts. Mm -hmm. They only had, uh, uh, I'm trying to find it here, but they didn't go to the nine. line as much as uh, five. Nine, <coughs> excuse nine, me. Nine, nine, nine. Sorry, not five, nine free throw attempts. And, and the Bulls went to the line a lot. And <clears throat> so the Brooklyn Nets team defense was not there. The Bulls were very aggressive. As we, we've seen, I don't care what era of basketball we talk about here. When you're a jump shooting team, you don't go to the free throw line a lot. But if you're aggressive and drive the ball to the basket like the Bulls are doing this year, you have your chances to go to the line. Now, DeMar DeRozan, who had 29 points, I thought it was a couple of calls that – he was complaining yeah. about that he had a legitimate beef about. <clears throat> he started to get those toward the end. Looks like Zach Levine's starting to get those calls as well. I just hope those guys just block it out of their minds to continue to drive to the basket, continue to be aggressive. You will start to get those calls. 
Yeah, and then I think they're finally starting to get those calls, like you said, Sid. And, and look, if you're if you're the Bulls, I think right now, I think you've got to be feeling pretty good. You're sixteen and eight. You know, you're, you're you got the second you know second best record in the Eastern Conference. You know, you're kind of showing folks that hey, you know what, you know, this team's actually pretty good. So. Look, like I said before, I'm not I'm not saying they're going to end up being the number one seed in the East. I'm not saying that, but I think they're kind of showing you that this is going to be a team that's going to be up there for for a bit. So you better pay attention. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Living Color on a Monday, along with Lakina McGee. I'm Sydney Brown. As we talk Chicago Bulls basketball, you have a question to come up for us regarding the Chicago Bulls or the NBA. You could do so by go to. Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Excuse me. Lakina, as I mentioned, the Bulls will play the Denver Nuggets tonight at the UC at 7 o'clock. Of course, the Bulls defeated the Nuggets a couple of weeks ago uh, in Denver on the Bulls' West Coast road trip. Of course, uh, this will be the last meeting between these two teams this year unless they meet the NBA Finals somehow. But uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what are your keys tonight for the Bulls uh, um, to defeat Denver? Do you think we're going to see that performance as we saw a couple weeks ago, this time against Indiana? Or do you think we're still still going to have a better effort? Because uh, some people will doubt this team by saying, well, you got high off beating Brooklyn on the road. You're 2-0. You're feeling good. But you think you just can uh, sleepwalk against a very good Denver team, even though they had their struggles to start the year. But I want to get your keys on uh, what are, what are your uh, big factors going into tonight's game. Well, remember that first meeting, you know, Jokic didn't play, so I think that's going to yeah. be the key factor as as well. He's back tonight. Um, he's been back for the last couple of games, and look, it should be. And look, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see what what, the, what what they say. I mean, look, they've had you know, a couple of days you know, to kind of recover, so it's it's not like they're coming right back and you know play. I mean, they've had a day to kind of recover. And as, look, I'm sure Billy Donovan will make sure his guys doesn't look far ahead. That's still, even though they're they've had their struggles too, they're they're, they're at mm-hmm. 500. That's still a pretty solid Denver team. So I'm I'm not you know not too you know worried about this one. I mean, there's they've had their struggles too with injuries and such and. Yeah, look, I think mm-hmm. if like if they can get into a hot start early, like they did against you know against both Denver and I mean against both Brooklyn and uh, the Knicks, I mean they can they can kind of you know make a make a case for them you know, to win the to, to perhaps maybe win this game. Look, Denver will keep it close. That's still a, a really good roster. I know they've had some injuries <laughs> and such, but you know, look, joke. You still got to deal with joke it. You know, you still got Aaron Gordon. You know, and and guys like that. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know Porter Jr. is done for the year with an injury, but there's no reason why. You know, and then Murray's still out too. He probably won't be back till January. So look, there's still look. That's still that's still a pretty solid um, Denver team, and I I, I kind of feel like you know, look, they can. I think the Bulls should win this game. You know, I I I, I won't be you know I won't be angry if they don't. But you know that that's still look. They're not going to look ahead. I know people are kind of. I just saw some people were saying that. Oh, they're going to look ahead. You know, they're going to be. No, no, no. Billy Dom is not going to let them do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be a whole lot of scoring tonight, as um, the Bulls are favored by three and a half. Of course, I watched the game uh, on Saturday with the Nuggets and Knicks. Uh, the Knicks they had their own issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. We saw that last Thursday <laughs> against the Bulls. Yes. So it was a game which the game they should have won. But Denver's a very good team. They're going to be right there at the end, like you mentioned, Keen. Some of the guys 
uh, outside of Michael Porter Jr. Uh, when they return, they should be a better team. But I, I expect a, a, a good game tonight, a whole lot of scoring, but the Bulls should win this one. Of course, taking a look at their schedule, I'm talking about the Bulls, but this week after tonight's game, you go back on on the road for two games. Wednesday at Cleveland against a very much improved Cavaliers team. And then, of course, Saturday at Miami against Alana Takauer's uh, Miami Heat. I know they've been dealing with injuries, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them in a second. But, yeah, I mean, look, I, look, it's good. like I said, it's going to be a, a somewhat of a tough field scheduling for the Bulls. And, you know, there's no reason why they they, they, sh- they shouldn't win this game against the Nuggets tonight. But, again, you'll again, we'll see. I mean, weird things happen in the NBA, so. Yes, weird things do happen in the association. Before we get to our big games of the week in the association, anything that stood out to you from last weekend? You know, you know what I mean. It's it's sort of like it was one of those one of those weeks in the NBA where it's very very weird. I mean, the Pelicans were able to beat the Mavs. That score, <laughs> I was sort of like caught off guard by that by that score because you know they they still they still don't have Zion and but you know Brandon Ingram you know led the way there for them and you know they they were kind of able to sort of you know tame uh you know Luca Luca only had twenty one points. You know they just didn't mm-hmm. they just didn't have it. You know I think Brunson had like 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 sixteen off the bench and just didn't. You know that they just had their, mm-hmm. you know, the Mavs just struggled. So that's why you know the the Pelicans were able to pull off the upset. So that was one of those games that kind of stuck out to me. And I'll say this about you know Houston. Houston had lost like think like what twenty in a row. Now yeah. with their win last night, they've won five in a row. They're the first team in any of the four major sports le- sport leagues to do that. So it actually started with you know them beating the upsetting the Bulls last week. So you know I, I guess. Look, I, I and also too, I think John Wall might be back finally for the uh, for Houston. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, look, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Houston's gonna go on this big run, but you know, they're 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 mm-hmm. playing well. You know, with their win against the Pelicans, they've won five in a row, like I said. And you know, Christian Wood has had you know a solid the you know, last few games for them, and just you know, th- th- there's there's talent on that team. It's just that they just don't have like the other parameters of it. So, mm-hmm. you know. Again, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm not gonna say they're legit. They're seven and sixteen, but you know, they've won five in a row. So that's just something that should be noted. A couple of games from last Friday: the Warriors up into the Phoenix Suns in the in the revenge game from last Tuesday. Into the Suns' um, long winning streak, one eighteen to ninety six. Of course, the Clippers took care of the Lakers, one nineteen to one hundred five. I watched both these games. I'll let's, I'll focus in on the Lakers first. Uh, the Clippers had enough down the stretch. Uh, in terms of scoring-wise, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, and Luke Kennard has been playing very well for the Clippers. The Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, as we say, Anthony Davis, this should be his team as far as the go-to guys concerned. LeBron James, he still has it, but they still rely on him just a little bit too much, and and that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem down the road. Uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, what's his role? We don't know. Uh, Malik Monk, he's been consistent for, for them off the bench these last couple of weeks. And uh, the Lakers, uh, they started to turn around, uh, turn it around a little bit. But it seems like they take two step, two steps forward. That they take three steps back. Yeah, just we thought that maybe the Lakers would get it together. They do a couple. They have a couple of games where they they just you know wet the bed and it just they're kind of back to square one. Also, I want to correct myself. They're actually you know, the Rockets are actually the first team to win six straight games after losing you know <laughs> set you know, about fifteen plus you know that's. Just want to correct myself there, but also to the Grizzlies, they've won four straight in wire to wire fashion. No, no ties, no lead changes, and you know John Morant's still out with their, their, yeah. their, their, <laughs> their latest win. Their latest win on Saturday against Dallas. Dallas has kind of had their struggles lately, 
you know, should there be some concerns there? But yeah, I, I mean, look, they look a lot of their guys have stepped up. I mean, you know, Desmond Bain has stepped up for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's averaged, I think, about 20 points these last four games. And, you know, they just, uh, you know, I, I think, I think they're showing folks are, you know, are showing that, hey, we're not just, you know, it's not John Moran, these other guys. There actually are some pretty decent, you know, players on that team. Steven Adams also is there too. He's contributed a lot with a couple of double doubles in that stretch. So, mm-hmm. you know, they looked really good. Yeah, they still need John Moran, but right now, looking at they're playing very well, and we must get that playoff team from a year ago their props up. Going to, to last Saturday's contest, besides the Grizzlies over the Mavericks, the Spurs upended the Warriors 112 to 107. The Spurs jumped out to a big lead. The Warriors tried to come back, but Steph Curry struggled shooting from the field, along with Jordan Poole, but, but the Spurs did hold them off, giving the Warriors their fourth loss of the year. And also, too, I think the Warriors might have been on still on a high from, you know, ending uh, the Suns' long winning mm-hmm. streak. So there might have been a little bit of a high. That might have been a little bit to a lot to yeah. ask, you know, for them to come back and have to play the next game against a Spurs team that's, you know, not great, but still, you know, a good, you know, a decent Spurs team. And, you know, Spurs mm-hmm. were able to kind of take advantage of that. And, of course, the Kings uh, beat the Clippers again last Saturday, 104-99. to Of course, the Clippers, as we mentioned, beat uh, the Lakers on the road the night before. So maybe they got caught off guard, too. The Kings took advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, and they did. Um, kind of a mixed bag for or the fighting a lot of tuck hires in the uh, the Miami Heat. They beat the, <laughs> they beat the, uh, they beat the Pacers on Friday, but they lost. But they you know, they came back unfortunately and they lost to the uh the defending champion Bucks, you know, 124, 102. Shout out to Giannis. It's his birthday today, number 27 for him. So happy birthday, Giannis. Yeah. And you know, you know, the Bucks are kind of they started, they've been kind of up and down too, but they're starting to get it together a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. I mean, I know they've had some guys that have been banged up too. You know, guys are coming back, you know, for you know, for COVID protocols and such. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be very interesting there. Also to Portland. You know, now apparently now there's reports that have come out that that uh, Dame wants a trade. If you believe that, right. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> then, uh, Neil o- Neil O'Shea, you know, the longtime GM, you know, been there for about a decade. He's he you know was let go over the weekend, so you know, and I think hold on, I think he respond. I think Dame responded. I'll look that up in a second, but yeah, you know, they had they had a tough lot. They had a tough loss against Boston, just got hammered 145 117 on Saturday. So, you know, just a not a good showing. And uh, there might be trouble in paradise in Portland, trouble in Portland, I should say. Speaking of trouble, you talked about COVID protocols. So, the Charlotte Hornets had four players, including yeah. Lamella Ball, enter uh, uh, protocols, but they defeated the Atlanta Hawks last night, 130 to 127. Did you check out that dunk by John Collins? Yes, I, yes, I did. Oh, that was sick. <laughs> For those of you that missed it, you can check it out on YouTube or go to uh, Twitter or Facebook. I'm sure people have posted it. Uh, one of the best facial dunks of the season, of this young season so far. And, and like you said, I mean, they were able to, you know, beat the the Hawks, you know, without, you know, two of their two of their best players, also two four players. Like you said, they've been in protocol. So that's mm-hmm. impressive in and of itself. Yeah. So the Charlotte Hornets, these are not your little brother Charlotte Hornets from a few years ago there. Uh, like I said, like we said before, they were in the playing tournament last year. Their series continues to return to the playoffs this year. So watch out for the Charlotte Hornets in the Eastern Conference. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports on Chicago as we talk Bulls in the NBA along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, let's start off by going over some of the key games for tonight. Besides the Bulls and the Nuggets at seven o'clock from the UC, we had the Philadelphia 76ers. 
at the aforementioned Charlotte Hornets at 6 p.m. We have the Wizards taking on the Pacers in Indianapolis, formerly known as Casico Field House, at 6 o'clock. Of course, the Grizzlies in the heat at 6.30. The Cavaliers in the Bucks will Giannis answers a Kubo return. We shall see, but they'll host the Cavaliers at 7 o'clock. The Minnesota Timberwolves help them around 500. They'll host the Atlanta Hawks at 7 o'clock. The Suns will try to get back on track as they host the struggling San Antonio Spurs at 8 o'clock. And then we wrap up the, the night with the um, Warriors hosting the Orlando Magic at 9 o'clock. At the same time, the struggling Portland Trailblazers hosting the Los Angeles Clippers. Should be some good games there on Tuesday. First game of the NBA Tuesday doubleheader on TNT at 6.30. We'll note the, the tip-off the tip off there. Uh Brooklyn and Dallas, you know, Dallas has been struggling the last couple of games. You got to think Brooklyn will not be in a very good mood after losing to the Bulls again. So you got to wonder, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure, you know, KD and Harden will want to respond. You know, you know, KD versus you know, Luca or, you know, Luca versus Harden, however you want to say it. But mm -hmm. it should be a fun one. And down there in Dallas, you got New York and San Antonio, New York, hoping to, you know, kind of get out of their <laughs> funk. You know, they've had some issues, you know, the last couple of weeks. San Antonio, you never know with them. So this should be a fun one between these two. And also, too, uh, Boston, L.A., I mean, you know, regular season, you know, these two teams are always, you know, there's always something, you know, you know something you know, interesting mm -hmm. always happens between these two teams in the regular season and in the playoffs. But, you know, it, you know, we'll, we'll see if something happens, on t you know, tomorrow night. That's a late game on TNT at 930. Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember the Celtics beat the Lakers um, during the Lakers uh, West uh, East Coast road trip a few weeks ago. I think it was the day after Thanksgiving they beat them mm -hmm. the first time. This was, excuse me, will be the last meeting between these two teams this season. Let's see if the Lakers can finally turn it around. A lot of home games for the Lakers early on in the season as well, along with the Warriors. But uh, the uh, the Celtics, uh, they're two games over 500. As you mentioned, they. Uh, took care of the struggling Portland team on Saturday as they continue to struggle. But th this should be a good game. So this will be a witness test game for the Lakers. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Let's go to Wednesday's action. We'll have Philadelphia at Charlotte once again in that short two-game series at 6 o'clock. Of course, you have the Bulls and the Cavaliers at the same time. The Wizards will pay a visit to Detroit to take on the Pistons at the same time. Um, this should be a rivalry renewed, sort of. The Knicks at the Pacers at 6 o'clock. Of course, the first game of the ESPN doubleheader for Wednesday will be the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Ah, uh, yeah, so we'll see. You know, Miami's still a little bit shorthanded, but I'm sure it's mm -hmm. always fun when these two teams play. So we'll see what, you know, that he has in store for the Bucks. OKC in Toronto. You know, Toronto's won a few games in a row. We'll see what they keep that up. Also, if Houston keep it, keep their streak up, you're going to be a tough to do against Brooklyn. You got to think that, you know, KD and Harden and the rest of the, the, the gang are, the Nets are not, you know, will not, you know, take the, the Rockets mm -hmm. lightly. So They'll we'll be on the back-to-back, -to -back too, playing yes. Dallas the night before. Yeah, so we'll see how you know, how their their energy is. Dallas also two coming off a of back to back. We'll see if Memphis can keep up mm -hmm. their their streak, their four game uh, win streak, and go to five. Utah and Minnesota, Denver and New Orleans. The second game of that ESPN doubleheader between Portland and Golden State. Dave versus Steph. We'll see you know, if Steph you know, can be Steph, and we'll see how if, how Dave responds to all those rumors that have come out. Orlando and Sacramento also two finishing up. The, the slate of uh, Boston and the Clippers, you know, they finish out their, their little L.A. trip. So they, at least they won't have to travel. They can just stay there and, you know, just go yeah. across town again. But, yeah, a nice slate of games on Wednesday. 
and wrapping up the action for the week on Thursday, we'll have uh, Utah at Philadelphia at 6 o'clock. That's the NBA TV game of the night for Thursday. At 7 o'clock, we'll have the Lakers and the Grizzlies. And then at 7.30, the Nuggets and the Spurs. So those are your uh, games for the week uh, in the NBA. You're listening to Sega City Sports Live in Living Color on a Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Lakina, let's go back uh, to uh, these standings in the Eastern Conference. We talked about uh, the Chicago Bulls being a half game out uh, against uh, uh, behind Brooklyn for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. But one team that's got me shaking my head, I know this guy's been back for the last now two weeks, is Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers. I know some people want to count them out, but I'm not going to do that just yet. So as we mentioned, COVID is still uh, wreaking havoc throughout the league, as we talked about with the Charlotte Hornets situation just a few minutes ago. But taking a look at the standings, Milwaukee's 15-9, and nine, Chicago 16-8, and eight. Brooklyn's at the top at 16 and 7. But looking at the middle of the pack here, Miami 14 and 10, Washington 14 and 10, Charlotte's at number six at 14 and 11. As we said before, Lakina, before the season started, the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference is going to be packed and it's going to be competitive. And I don't see any, the things changing anytime soon. Now, the teams may change in terms of positioning, yes, but will it be a huge drop off? I don't think so. Yeah, it's also look. They all these teams still gotta play each other in the next month. I mean, this is around Christmas time when the schedule starts getting into it, and you know people are now mm-hmm. paying attention to the NBA because they've been in college yeah. football mode, NFL mode these you know first month and a half of the season. Yeah, that's why you know TNT you know it's pulled their games from Thursday until after the season's over with the NFL season, but. You know, look, this is probably going to be a lot of, you know, positions. A lot of this is going to change, you know. You know, you know I don't know if the Cavs, the Cavs will probably stay where they are. You know, Boston, we'll see how they do once they get everybody back. Philly, mm-hmm. I mean, people need to remember, you know, Embiid you know, was out for like almost two, three weeks, you know, due to COVID. So he's getting back, yeah. you know, getting his conditioning back. So I'm not, I wouldn't count them out just yet. Atlanta, we'll see where they are. Can and they kind of get back into it? They've lost three in a row as of this recording. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Toronto could probably pass. You know, they've had they've won a couple in a row. Sick is sneaking there as well. So, I would say the top tier, that top six is probably going to stay the same. I mean, they might the top three might change a little bit, yeah. but you know, after that, I mean, I think everyone will probably be fighting for those last positionings to to you know to get into the playing game. Yeah, let's go back to back to the Bulls in just a second, Lakina. I think they play Milwaukee for the first time next month to start off 2022 in January. I know some people are, are saying that the, the Bulls are they should be up there as far as one of the top teams in the East, but I want to see them at full strength along with Milwaukee when they play each other next next month. That's going to be a, a real witness test to see where this Bulls team this Bulls team really uh, what they are really made of is to see where they are because well. As we mentioned, they're up on Brooklyn two games to none in the regular season series. They're down 0-2 to Philadelphia. I want to see how this Bulls team responds when they play Milwaukee. Hopefully both teams will be at full strength. That's going to really show where this Bulls team is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they play on the 21st of January, where you're talking about that's mm-hmm. going to be their first meeting. And I'm wondering that that game is going to get flexed into the, the ESPN games, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, especially, you know, we'll see where the Bulls are. But by, by both, mm-hmm. both the Bulls and the Bucks are by that point. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is, this is going to be very interesting, though. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they play Atlanta a couple of times, the Bulls. Do they still play the Lakers? You know, the LeBron and them are coming here. December 19th. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, Toronto, they got to play Toronto a couple of times. 
you know, they, they play Washington a couple of times, you know, home and home. So mm-hmm. also they, they play Brooklyn again on January 12th and they also the goal also go to stay on the 14th, you know, two days later. So they've got a pretty tough, you know, stretch these next, you know, like four to five weeks. So we're going to see how, you know, how good this Bulls team is. We'll see kind of like a, you know, a, a limit test to see how good this Bulls team really is. They're 16 and eight right now. That's where you want. That's what you want to be after, you know, about a third through the season. But, but let, let's see how they do against some of these other top tier teams who are at full strength. But yeah, hopefully they'll be at full strength. You know, you know, hopefully, you know, Colby White, you know, you know, you know, and, and Graham are going to be back by then. So we'll, we'll see what, what this team does, how this team does at full strength. Let's go to the Western conference and going to say, of course, has the best tied with Phoenix with the best record in the NBA, both teams checking in with 19 and four records. Phoenix, number two seed, the number three seed in Utah Jazz, they're 16 and seven. Number four is Memphis, 13 and 10. Clippers at the fifth seed with 12 and 12 marks, along with the Lakers at number six at 12 and 12. Uh, the seventh seed, Dallas at 11 and 11. Denver is number eight with 11 and 11. Of course, Minnesota and Portland round out the, the last two spots with 11 and 12 and 11 and 13 regular Sacramento. Uh, they've been playing much better under a new head interim head coach Alvin Gentry. They're now 10 and 14 on the year. Lakina, uh, as we said before, the Western Conference is sad that I expected to be uh, stacked once the regular season continues. Now, will Memphis stay at number four? I doubt it, even though they're playing very well right now without John Moran. He's still going to miss uh, a few more weeks with his injury. Uh, uh, but what I'm waiting to see, these three teams start to get on a good streak. That's the Los Angeles Clippers, the Lakers, and the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, we'll see if, if, these, if these Dennis sort of flip these next few weeks. I mean, like you said, for the Warriors and the Suns, I mean, the Suns, you know, the, the reason why I guess they're – because the Warriors have there are a lot of tiebreakers. It gets a little weird after that in the NBA tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So we won't get into that. But that's right. why the number that's why the Warriors are ahead of the size, even though they split their season series so far. Now Utah, we'll see if Utah can kind of stay up there if they can avoid any serious injuries. I mean, like Donovan Mitchell's still mm-hmm. doing his thing, you know, Gobert and and the gay, they're still doing their thing. You know, so they'll be, you know, they'll probably be up there too. I mean, the Grizzlies, we'll see if they can keep it up. I mean, I think Moran's still gonna miss like two, like maybe two, three more weeks. So Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be the thing. You know, the Clippers and the Lakers, I mean, they're done playing each other for now, but, you know, they've got other teams to play against. So it, we'll, we'll see if they can get up there with you know, where the Jazz and the Grizz are. The, the Mavs, I mean, there have been a lot of struggles, too, with the Mavs. You know, they got a new head coach. We'll see where they're at in the next few weeks. Denver, same thing with Denver injuries. We'll see if Minnesota, remember, they're still they're going to be under new ownership soon and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So, We'll see how they look. Portland, same thing. And also, too, uh, Sacramento. I mean, like Alvin Jr. has this way of kind of getting the best out of his guys. So can – will Sacramento mm-hmm. have a say on who gets – who, you know, can sneak into the play-in game? So, this is, look, all this is sort of still, you know, manifesting. I think it's still a lot to be sorted out. And we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so the NBA is off and running as we head into the second full month of this 2021-22 season. Uh, we had to take a – Quick timeout. You're listening to Second City Sports live in, in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sidley Keenan here with you. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show. Talk. We'll have the, the college football playoff field is now set, and we'll review uh, the the conference title games from Championship Saturday, and we'll have a, uh, some more fun with some few, few nuggets and tidbits as well. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
NFL on Sunday, the Bears fell 33-22 at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Chicago dropped to 4-8 with a loss. Andy Dalton picked off four times, 26-41 of 41 passing, 229 yards, two touchdowns. David Montgomery rushed the ball 21 times for 90 yards and a touchdown. Dalton got sacked three times in the loss. On the other side, Kyler Murray returned to the lineup. 11-15 passing, 123 yards, two touchdowns. He also rushed for a pair of scores. NBA tonight, the Bulls host the Nuggets. Chicago with wins in three straight. The Bulls are 16-8 and eight overall, just a half game behind the Nets for the top spot in the East. NHL, the Blackhawks beat the Islanders 3-2. 22 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. Regulation goals from Brandon Hagel and Dylan Strome. Chicago's Patrick Kane with the shootout winner. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Research shows that people remember radio ads with lots of sound effects. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here are some zany sounds. Saving on home insurance is no laughing matter. Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. The money you save could change your life. It's time for you to take your insurance choice seriously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. It's Macy's one-day sale tomorrow with deals of the day to wrap up your holiday shopping, like 40% off fresh fragrances from Juicy Couture, Michael Kors, and more. Give the gift of sparkle with 60% off diamond bracelets, pendants, and rings, and 50 to 60% off designer suits and blazers. Plus, everyone gets $10 Macy's money for every $50 spent. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. See Macy's.com slash Macy's money for details. Welcome back to Second City Sports on a Monday, live in the 11 color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee here with you, Lakina. This is our last segment of the of the day. Let's wrap it up by talking about college football. As we mentioned before the break, the college football playoff field is now set with Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, and Cincinnati. We'll give you the preview of those New Year's days, New Year New Year's Eve games between those four teams as we get closer to the date but let's review championship saturday i thought it was exciting lakina as you know uh during our show last friday i was rooting for some sort of chaos we really didn't get it but we did get some exciting finishes and and last friday of course utah beat oregon for the pac-12 championship 38 to 10 but i want to go to the big 12 uh title game between Baylor and Oklahoma State Baylor held on to beat the Cowboys 21-16 my guy for for uh Oklahoma State Lakino on that last play of the game if he would have dove a little bit sooner and had the ball touched the pylon Oklahoma State would have won that game Baylor came out early uh, with their offense that set the tone early they cost a couple of turnovers they got on the board with a couple of key touchdowns early in that game this was actually an exciting game. I left it on. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Nuggets and and uh, Knicks game for basketball. But that Big Twelve title game had a lot of uh, it was a, a lot of action. A lot of it was filled with drama. It came down to the last play. I do not uh, blame Mike Gundy for that for that play call. It was a great play call. But that running back, if you dove a little bit sooner and that ball would have touched the pylon, Oklahoma State would have won that game. Yeah, some of that, yeah, you of course you give you know, uh Baylor credit for 
you know, for that great defensive stand. But the, the running backs for Oklahoma, I think I think one of their top running backs, I think he got hurt like in the middle of the game, so that he had to mm-hmm. uh, rest him. So they brought on a couple of uh, other guys, and I think I think I wonder if, if, that, if that was Richardson. I think that was Richardson that. You know, that I think I, I, if he had dove, like you said, if he had dove maybe just a little bit sooner, maybe at the two, he probably could have dove in and, you know, crossed the pile with that ball. I mean, some of it, yeah, some of it was good defense, but a lot of it was just the fact that the running backs just didn't know what to do. And that was just not, not, uh, not, uh, strategic. Desmond, Desmond, uh, Jackson, that's who that was that, that, that came just short. And if he had dove just a little bit sooner in that, in that, uh, you know, for that, you know, for that pile on it, you know, who knows what would have happened. And hey, look, Oklahoma said you had one job. All you had to do was win. You would have gotten into the playoff. Really? I mean, come on. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, but look, I mean, you know, good for Baylor, you know, with everything that they, they, they went through, you know, for different things. And, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting, you know, what Matt Andrada does. Cause there are yeah. a couple of Dave, 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 when I should say, it'll be interesting what he does because, he, his name's coming up in a few things. You know, we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, congrats to him and Baylor. You know, he's been there four years. You know, after everything that went on with that program, you know, you wonder, people were wondering, you know, can they get back to the promised land? Well, they, they've done just that. In the American Athletic Conference champ, uh, championship game, it was number four, Cincinnati. Uh, as they clinched their uh, uh, spot in the college football playoff, they defeated the Houston Cougars 30-25. to It was a blowout from the opening kickoff, Lakina. Uh, they started running back for the for the Bearcats. Uh, Mr. Jerome Ford had 18 carries for 187 yards and two touchdowns, but it it was it was the defense that set the tone early for Cincinnati. It, it did. I, I don't think they they get their their credit. Of course, you know Desmond Ritter gets mm-hmm. you know, gets his love. You know Ford also gets some love too. But like you said, it was really the defense. They, they were they slowed the Houston Cougars defense. You know that Houston Cougars, Houston Cougars offense. I think they're like number two in the scoring behind Cincy in the American. So. They really kind of set the tone there, and and look, they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, they they stacked you know eight eight times you know you know Clayton Tune they sacked court eight times eight times the, <laughs> the 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 Bearcats defense did, and look, they did just something to win that game, and now they're the first group of five team to get into the college football playoff again. We'll get to that in the in a second, but <laughs> you know, look, Cincinnati took care of business, so they had one job new, and they took care of it. Let's bring it back locally. Uh, the Northern Illinois Huskies, congratulations to them as they're your MAC football conference champions overall. They defeated the uh, Kent State by the score of 41 to 23 in the city of Detroit. Northern Illinois vis- finishes the regular season at 9 and 4 with a 6 and 2 record in the MAC. Mr. Mr. Jay Ducker for NIU was the man carrying the ball for the, for the Huskies, 29 carries for 146 yards. Lakina uh, Rocky Lombardi, he wasn't the greatest, but he didn't have to be. But uh, Northern Illinois set the tone early. I, wa- I did watch some of that game as well. Shout out to Jason Benetti of uh, the Bag of Bulls TV announcer, and, of course, the main TV voice for the White Sox. He called that game for ESPN. And shout out to uh, 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 Coach Hammock as well, uh, uh, getting the job done. After being winless a year ago, Northern Illinois, they deserve all the praises they can get. Uh, they, they they took care of business, as we told you guys on our show last Friday. Um, Kent State didn't have a chance. And so the Huskies defense, they were aggressive. Offensively, uh, Northern Illinois, they ran the ball well down Kent State's throw. They took care of business. Congratulations to them once again. 
Yeah, fifth time since 2010 that uh, that the, the Huskies have have won the uh, the MAC uh, t- you know championship. And look, you know, like you said, they were with us last year during the pandemic, and they you know what a turnaround by them. And and I'll think no, no one was really no one was really expecting anything too much of them this early, you know in the season. So I think they were effective you know to finish like next to last in their division. So the fact that they yeah. were able to win the division and also to and then win the MAC, I mean that that's kudos to Coach Hammock and the rest of that staff. Now on um, you know let's see here the ACC title. We'll 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 do that first. You'll know, get that out the way. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh won their first ACC title uh, in any sport. You know which is which is shocking. You know they've had some great teams. 45-21 yeah. over Wake Forest and you know Kenny Pickett with the face slide. You know that you know that the score that first touchdown. You mm-hmm. kind of set the toe for them, but all, but it was also their defense. Uh, the Panthers' defense, you know, Pat with Arduzzi kind of, you know, challenged his guys, and they did just, you know, his defense sort of be kind of like that, you know, defensive team, you know, a little bit better. <clears throat> they've gotten better within the last month. You know, they sacked, they, they sacked Sam Hartman five times, you know, and they were able to, you know, win their first, you know, for their first ever ACC uh, championship. And let's go to the Ryan Conference USA Championship game. The University of Texas San Antonio, they defeated Western Kentucky in a shootout fashion, 49-41. Since here, McCormick was the man of the hour for, for UTSA. He had carried the ball 36 times for three touchdowns off of 204 yards uh, rushing. Lakina, I know this, this team sounds familiar because they defeated Illinois early in the season, but I did check out the highlights of some of this game. It was a good back and forth affair, but uh, uh, the Hilltoppers uh, couldn't stop uh, UTSA. Well, they're called the Roadrunners for a reason. Beep beep. So yeah, you know, they, win their, <laughs> they win their they win their first uh, conference USA title. You know, they this look, this is only a, look, this program's only been around like like about seven or eight years. So the fact that they've been able mm-hmm. to you know have the quick turnarounds as you know quick as they did, and you know the fact that they were able to win their first uh, their first ever conference championship in any sport since you know since you know, joining the football program. I mean. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. That, look, that, that's pretty cool to see. And look, Jeff T- Jeff Trailer is going to be around for a while. I know Frank Clark, who was a previous, who was the first head coach, coach there, left in Winston Wales, but he's going to be around for a little bit. And look, you're in Texas, so there's a lot of guy, there's a lot of def, you know, in the high school football in Texas. So he'll be able to get those recruits to come to his. You know, they got great facilities. You know, it's a, it's a great area in San Antonio. So he'll he'll make that that school of power in that conference for a while. I. I believe. Uh, let's go to the Mountain West uh, title. Uh, Utah State, 46-13 over number 19, San Diego State. I mean, I was kind of surprised by this score. I thought that maybe mm-hmm. be a little bit closer, but Logan Bonner, you know, threw for four touchdowns, you know, threw on 318 yards. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was, it was again, a, the defense, you know, five sacks. Uh, Brighton Vaughns and Marcus Moore each had a one and a half sacks. And I think I think Vaughn is all, all conference in defense, so you know, Blake, Blake Anderson, you know, of course, we all remember what he went through. He was at Arkansas State losing his wife. Mm-hmm. He's since remarried. You know, he, he moved you know, to, to Utah State, you know, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, I think there was only like him and like six other guys. So they had their struggles last year. But, you know, good, good, good for the Aggies, you know, winning their first Mountain West title in football. You're listening to Second City Sports Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See Lakina here with you as we review uh, uh, college football's uh, championship Saturday action. Lakina, let's let's get to the main events here. Uh, let's go down to Atlanta with the SEC championship game. It was Alabama dominating number one Georgia 41-29. It was the second quarter that did Georgia in Alabama scoring 24 points. Um, Bryce Young for 
Alabama had three touchdown passes off of 421 yards. Brian Robinson Jr. had 16 carries for 55 yards. But it was Jameson Williams had seven catches for 184 yards and two scores for the Crimson Tide. Lakina, as we said on Friday, Georgia uh, didn't really need this game, but I thought if they would have beat Alabama, the chaos would have happened. Of course, we didn't get that. But I think this may be uh, potentially mentally damaging to Georgia as they'll get a couple of weeks off before, I believe, facing Michigan on New Year's Eve. Mm Mm-hmm. In yeah. that college football uh, well, I, playoff. Well, I think that's what that's, that, that's what helped is if they're going to have a couple of weeks off before they got to get ready for uh, Michigan. So, you know, look, if you're Kirby Smart, you know, the only thing you can do is just burn the tape and just, you know, try to regroup. Like, you still got a shot to win the championship. So we'll, we'll get to the Michigan in a second. But look, I mean, mm-hmm. was Alabama just holding out, you know, just to see, just to stick to Georgia again? I, I'm really annoyed <laughs> by that. So I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. But I think, I think the tie lost one of their top wide receivers to an injury. So they'll, they'll they won't mm-hmm. have him. So you don't know which, we don't know which Alabama team is going to show up. I mean, look, the Bearcats, you know, people are already saying that, oh, well, they're going to blow the Bearcats out the water. You might, you might not know this Cincy team pretty well. That's, that's a veteran squad. You know, they know mm-hmm. that they're going to be, some folks are going to say they shouldn't be there, but. Luke Fickle will have his guys ready, but you know what? You know, look, Nick Saban. That's why Nick Saban is Nick Saban. So you know, we'll 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 you know we'll we'll see what happens. But in a few weeks, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about it as it gets closer and closer to it. But we'll see what happens in a few weeks. But sort of like the main event, which really wasn't really a main event. Forty-two-three Michigan you know, gets their <laughs> first their first ever Big Ten uh, championship. You know, in you know in like you know that in that fashion. I mean. Their first outright Big Ten title since 03. Remember, they did win in 04, but I think they had to share, I think, with, I believe, with the, like, like, like Iowa or so. They've shared it with somebody uh, that year. But yeah, I mean, Hassan Haskins, you know, again, still doing his thing, had two touchdown runs. Kay McNamara threw for a touch, threw for a touchdown. So did Donovan Edwards, probably going to be, oh, well, it'd be the heir apparent to him because, you know, this is his senior, this is McNamara's mm-hmm. senior year. But also, too, it was the defense of Michigan, <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson, who won the MVP. I think he's the first. The first guy, I believe, to win the first two best guy, I believe, to win MVP since they started mm-hmm. having the Big Ten championship. You know, one sack, but had you know four, you know four, you know four tackles, and also two like eight pressures. So that's gonna be a, and look, you know, that's one step. That's two steps also too. Get that mm-hmm. monkey off their off their back for Michigan. Those are the three. You know, hat. You know, Haskins, Hutchinson, and McNamara. If you saw the the uh, the pre uh, the the post game with uh, Jenny Tath, you know, congrats to her. She's gonna have you know her and her husband. They're gonna have their first child together, a daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, if you saw uh, Coach Harbaugh's uh, you know post gamer, he gave credit to those three guys I mentioned. They were the three that kind of mm-hmm. led this team. They were also they were also unranked. No one, nothing was really expected from the from this Michigan team earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were able to finish number two and then now they're going to the college football playoff, they exercise those demons. They beat Ohio State. They beat Iowa to win the Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. and now they're going to the playoffs for the first time. You know, just a, a great uh, testament to Coach Harbaugh and the coaching staff and to those players. Yes, uh, congratulations to those young men up there in the University of Michigan. They'll have a tough battle against Georgia on New Year's Eve in a couple of weeks. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Kenan here with you. Continue with our college football talk. Lakina, the University of Miami has been struggling over the last couple of years. They struggled this year without quarterback De'Ara King. Uh, they still finished up strong, but uh, there's a change at the top. Tell us about it. 
Yes, former player. He won a national championship in 91, I believe, or 91 or 92. Mario Cristobal is leaving uh, my um, Oregon to go to Miami. And there was speculation about it you know, for like the last two days. Everyone said, well, he's leaving. No, he's not. Or yes, he is. Or, or maybe he is. Maybe he is. I don't know. But, you know, he actually converted to some of his players. You know, first, first a couple of hours before they fired coach, head coach Manny Diaz. He's gone. And then about, about an hour or two hours later, you know, he had uh, Chris Ball had a meeting with his Oregon players, you know, saying that he's leaving to go to Miami. And someone actually teased that, you know, Oregon has great resources, you know, with Nike and the Nike money and thing, the facilities. Mm-hmm. Miami does not. But hopefully that changes. They got, they're going to have a new AD too. So we'll see if that mindset changes. Of course, we talked about it like a couple of months back. But, you know, I, I, look, I think this is a good hire. I think he, I think Chris Ball is from the South. He always wanted to come back to the South. He's mm-hmm. from, like, like I said before, I me, mean, he he played in Miami in the early 90s, won a national championship there. So he knows about the culture. He knows about the U. So I think mm-hmm. this is a good fit for him. And look, you know, that Oregon job is a great job. You're gonna have Nike money, you're gonna have you got this, you got top facilities. It's gonna, you know, there's gonna be some guys that you're gonna be hearing you're gonna be hearing a lot of. And look, we'll see how this fits. But I, I'm not too surprised by this. But uh yeah, we'll see how how this goes. Of course, uh, this current University of Miami squad doesn't have near the talent as the teams of the past uh, were able to uh, gather. Because if you remember uh, back around 2000, Bush Davis was the coach after they had to clean up that mess from the late 90s. He -hmm. actually got uh, close uh, on the bring up a national title, but uh, Larry Coker took over and they should have won that title in 02, but they got screwed by a couple calls by Ohio State. We won't get into that, that, but. Yeah, we won't get into that. But do you see see that uh, kind of result for uh, Mario Cristobal? Because uh, it's going to take him at least two years, uh, especially now with this NIL rule, to uh, yeah. the, to to get those type of kids that that you want. Yeah, and that's going to be the thing. I mean, you're going to be in Florida, so he's from that area, so he knows you know, how to recruit in that area. He actually was able to get guys um, to to Oregon from that area, so. You know, it's all going to be about recruiting. I mean, look, a lot of look today's guys don't know what happened during those early two. I thought someone may re, someone may have you know inkling. You know, they may have been told about what happened in those early two thousand, right. mid two thousands. They don't know what happened during the time when you know when Coach Cristobal played, and you know, and definitely in the eighties. So you got mm-hmm. you got to recruit for now. And I look, I think he's a good recruiter, so I don't think that's going to be an issue for for Miami and for them. But yeah, I think you know, I was I would tell the folks in Miami just be patient because it's going to take. Like you said, it's going to take maybe two, maybe three years for him to get the guys that he wants to play at that school. But I think mm-hmm. the fact that, look, he's won a couple of Pac-12 uh, titles. He's won, I think, three, three or four division titles, you know, while, while he was at Oregon. So I don't think that's, you know, his resume will speak for itself. And I think the, I don't, look, it's going to take a minute, but it, that, it won't be a problem. I'll say that. Now, another, another uh, school that has changed coaches, uh, they made official. Uh, earlier this morning, Coach Brent Venables, who was a longtime DC over at you know at uh, at, at at Clemson, you know his you know Dabo Sweeney's right hand guy, he has now left there to go to Oklahoma. And for what I can gather, a lot of the Oklahoma folks love this hire. I mean, this is a guy who waited 20 years for his opportunity. And I know he was one of the top you know top paid assistant coaches in all of co- college football, but I think he wanted that challenge. And look to his credit, you know he found a great place to do it. I think. Look, he can recruit and you know as well, and I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think 
Oklahoma should be a look either Oklahoma. I know they're going to go to the SEC, so that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough yeah. battle for him. But he's from, like I said, he's from the South, so he knows how to recruit from that area. And and look, we'll we'll see. But I think look, I think Oklahoma will be okay. Yep. Uh, and, and one more note about college football before we move on. There was other, there were other uh, New Year's Day ball games that were announced yesterday, Lakina. I just, I don't have it in front of me, but I just uh, glanced at a couple of those matchups. So it looks like it. it uh, we still may have uh, some uh, some games to watch on New Year's Day. Of course, it's not going to decide the national championship, but uh, it's still a couple of games in my opinion. And if, if one of them features Notre Dame, that they, they may keep my interest up on New Year's Day. By the way, y'all sleep off your uh, potential idiotic behaviors via the liquor from the night before. <laughs> hmm, yeah, but yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll like I said, we'll get to those when we you mm-hmm. know as we get closer and closer. But you know, but but like you said, I mean, the Fiesta Bowl between Oklahoma State and Notre Dame that should be an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, that's going to be a fun it's just one. Be a fun one. Uh, Penn State, and Arkansas, and the Outback Bowl, Utah. You know, the rest of them they win their first ever uh, Pac-12 title in football. Um, after everything, you know, all the tragedy they went through through the season, the fact they were able to kind of keep it together and were able to go on this inspirational run, I think, you know, it's a testament to Kyle Winningham and the rest of that staff um, that they will they'll play Ohio State, you know, in the in the Capital One Rose Bowl. That should be interesting. And, you know, of course, Ohio State, I'm sure they had bigger aspirations, but I think they'll be ready for he'll, but uh, Ryan will have his guys ready for this game. Also, Baylor and Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. That's the that's the New Year's Six bowl so yeah that those are rest of your new year's bowl so that that's all there you go yeah all right you listening to second city sports on a monday live and in living color right here on sports on chicago city lakina here with you lakina uh, i have a last story uh um let's the, we can we can discuss uh, i meant to uh, bring this up with you for the last couple of weeks but we've been so busy uh with the local stuff we haven't had a chance to talk about it but uh robert griffith the third who's now, a football analyst for ESPN, he's, he announced that uh, his, his new book, Surviving Washington, will cover, quote, medical mismanagement and sexual harassment. Of course, if you guys haven't been following, of course, the Washington football team is being investigated by the NFL, of course. Now, ex-NFL head coach John Groom was fired at with certain uh, had uh, derogatory uh, language in his emails regarding current NFL PA uh, director, DeMorris Smith, and some bad language there. But I have a quote then uh, Mr. Uh, Robert RG3 uh, said regarding his book uh, coming out soon, I'm going to detail the medical mismanagement that I received during my time in Washington. I'm going to open your eyes to the sexual harass- harassment that permeated the walls uh, of that building. Lakina, uh, as we, I don't know if you, if you watched the uh, Cleveland Indians documentary, the MLB network did about a couple years ago uh, ab- about those teams in the nineties. Of course, um, Jose Mesa, and Omar Vizquel had beef, and Jose Mesa wrote a book while technically he was playing. Of course, mm-hmm. every time those two players faced each other, Jose uh, Mesa beamed uh, Omar Vizquel wrote the book mm-hmm. about those Cleveland teams in the 90s. Of course, uh, those two guys uh, ended up on different teams um, to end their careers. But each time that Omar Vizquel faced Jose Mesa, Mesa would plunk him in the back, sending a message that you shouldn't have told any secrets while you still playing don't write a book while you still playing but it looks like rg3 we thought he was gonna get a backup job this year but that didn't happen but now he's written this book of course the uh we all know what happened during his rookie year in 2012 mm-hmm. let that team the washington uh, now football team to the playoffs they lost that tough game to the seattle seahawks of course rg3 was basically playing on one leg 
and that, mm-hmm. that shouldn't have happened. And uh, of course, we have uh, Scotty Pippen here in Chicago with this book out now called Unguarded. Uh, with these books by these current athletes coming out, looking, are you interested at all? I mean, I might look at you know RG three and see because he was in the middle of all where all this stuff took place, so he was kind of like right near the forefront of it. So we'll see. You will see if he he spills any tea. Uh, I mean, this the Pippen book. I think you know I'm not really interested in that. I mean. I, I think he probably might have his. I think he may need to see a psychiatrist. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but I think you know with mm-hmm. everything he's been through, you know, you know, with his divorce and losing his son suddenly. I think I don't his oldest son suddenly. I'm I'm not like you know. I, I think he's probably not right up here. So I think that's you know that's gonna be mm-hmm. you know I'm not interested in reading his book. But like I said before, our could, could RG three you know shed some light on this stuff that's, that's happening right now that that happened you know during that time when. All this stuff came about with Washington. We'll have to wait and see, but you know that's why you wait until you're retired to, you know, write a book. But of this magnitude, so I'm looking for. I'll be looking to see what kind of what kind of tea he spills. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm rushing out to the bookstore to read it, but if I stumble across it and someone has to give us a free copy or something, I, I'll I'll read it. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah, but I'm, I'm, not I'm not breaking yeah, down I'm not my in a door. Rush to read it. Yeah, I'm no disrespect to him, but I'm not breaking down my door to go. Um, yeah, I'm not in a book. rush. Yeah, I'm not in a rush to read that book. But yeah, but like I said, we'll we'll see if like you know stuff gets leaked. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some tea that's going to be spilled a little bit, mm-hmm. and we'll shed some light on you know what's happened, what, what happened when he was there, and maybe he'll shed some light on some of the other stuff that people want to know about the the harassment and everything that's been going on there. A couple of college hoops notes. Uh, it was a good it was a good Saturday for uh, Alabama for the Crimson Tide. Not only did they Win their uh, SEC title in football for like the 45th time. No, I'm kidding. It's like the 19th time. But um, <laughs> but uh, their basketball team upset Gonzaga. Their men's basketball team upset Gonzaga. And you know, I think you know Nate Oates has done a great job with that program. So they've got guys there that can you know that 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 can that can hoop, that can shoot the three, both inside and you know they do the uh, inside and outside as well in the three pointer. Um, I think they are like one of the picks. I think they're fifth to pit is like second or third in the SEC. So we'll see if they can give Kentucky a run. But and you know, but you know, the, the nice, nice, a great showing there uh, by Alabama. Also, to Purdue for the first time is the number one in men's hoops. You know, which is kind of hard to believe all the great teams they've had in the '80s and in the '90s with Big Dog Robinson and Quanzo Martin. But their guys have been playing well. They're eight and zero. You're your top five. Um, Baylor, um, Purdue, Baylor, a uh, Baylor national national champion. Supposed like people are forgetting that they're they're undefeated <laughs> right now too. They're eight and zero. Uh, Duke, UCLA, Gonzaga, Villanova, Texas, Kansas, Alabama. Speaking of Alabama and Kentucky, those are your top ten in men's hoops right now. And you know, a lot of these you know schools are starting you know conference play. Some of them, so make sure to check that out. Also, too, to uh, Drew, shout out to Drew Valentine. He uh, led his uh, Loyola Ramblers into a win over DePaul, breaking their uh, they had a little streak going. DePaul did so, you know. Their first, I think, I believe, is their first win. This is Loyola's first win against DePaul since like 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 it's been a while. But I don't know. I think like like the early two thousand, the mid two thousand, I believe, was the mm-hmm. last time they they beat um, DePaul. So a nice showing by Drew Valentine. I believe they're like you know eight and one or something like that. I'll look that up in a second. But you know, uh, Jews doing a great job so far. Yeah, let's see if the Loyola Ramblers can keep it going. I know DePaul's uh, had, a, like you said, had a great start to the season. That's been the story with them for the last couple of years. But once again, to conference play, they, they tend to fall flat on their faces. But we see with the new coach, let's see if they can turn things around there. 
Yeah, seven and two. The loyal is right now. So, and also to also the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks beat the Islanders last night. Yay! Um, <laughs> Patrick Blackhawks, came with his um old yeah. school uh shootout goal. Yeah, yeah. Spit a rama for that uh that old time that uh overtime goal that sealed the win and. I believe they're eight and four. It says Derek King yes. is taking over as interim head Down coach, with the king. So. Hashtag down with the king. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 keep it. We'll be keep it going and then get the get that interim tag off yeah. of it now. And now also, get, too, oh. congratulations to uh, Mark Andre Fleury, the Blackhawks yes. goalie. He won his 499th career game uh, against the Islanders. Uh, they host the uh, New York Rangers tomorrow night, which the team they lost to on Saturday. Let's see if Coach King will give uh, Flurry the starting net. If that happens, that'll be great to uh, for, first for the Blackhawks to win a game, and of course, and Mark Andre Fleury to get a great reception from the fans should he win his 500th game tomorrow night on home ice. Yeah, I'm sure they'll give him a slow. Hopefully, he'll get he'll, he'll be able to get at home. Also, the Islanders have not won a, a home game yet. They're the only they're the only team in the NHL that hasn't won a, a home game yet. You know, go go figure. But uh, and then that new building they played in like three or four different buildings yes, <laughs> throughout yeah, the last few years. That's yeah. probably yeah, that, that might be why. Who knows? I guess they're they're kind of they're not used to playing in a in a still stadium. But also too, you know, the Panthers are still you know the top you know the top team right now in the NHL, mm-hmm. seventeen four and three. So. You know, at 37 points, but also to Minnesota Wilds been playing very well, too. And also to the Capitals, you know, Ovi, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's a sort of like, you know, get into mm-hmm. it. Uh, the, the, the Hawks are have to have 20 points right now. It might be a it might it might be a lot to ask for them to try to maybe perhaps maybe try to maybe get a chance to, you know, play for one of the playoff spots. But again, you never know. It's still a lot, still a lot, you know, last yeah. season left, though. Yeah, they got a tough schedule as we head into the as yes, we are do. into the month of December. So we'll see what happens with the Cold Steel on Ice team on there on the west side. Again, another great show today, right here on Second City Sports Sports on Chicago. You can uh, follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero S I D K I D A zero. And you, well, time flies when you're having fun. It's almost already two yeah. o'clock. <laughs> you can follow me at Kingdom McGee on the Twitter and at Kingdom McGee on the IG. Make sure you follow. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure you follow that. Not just follow. Download that Sports mm-hmm. on Chicago app wherever you get your apps from the Apple iTunes Store, Amazon, or Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports on Chicago. You listen to any of our five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you miss it, you can go back to the archive shows and listen and watch them at your own leisure. And make sure you follow War Media at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Also, the Flyers have fired head coach Elaine Vigneault as well as uh, Mike M- Michelle Tyrion, Tyrion their, uh, their assistant coach. So it looks like they're cleaning the house over there in Philly. Yes, they are. And also, too, don't forget you can uh, watch Second City, listen and watch Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports on Chicago. Once again, Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. So for Lakina, I'm Sid. This, this has been Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. All right, yo, be kind to each other. Wash your hands. If you're not going to get vaccinated, please wear a mask and just be good to each other. And, you know, 
it's going to be a little cold these next few days. So, you know, it's December. But, you know, just be careful out there and stay warm. And we'll see you Friday. Go Bulls! Holla!